Welcome to Stepping into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host from juliatreat.com. Welcome, everyone, and thank you to those who have been listening to me over time. What an exciting time we are in. So many of us are experiencing the split between realities as we do what we need to, to match the vibration of that fifth dimensional energy, space, way of being, however you want to look at it, we will be reminded of any lower vibrational attachments or belief systems or programs that no longer serve us as we move into this higher dimensional space. So as always, I share from my heart, and I share my truth in the hopes that it may help you on your path somehow. There was a massive shift on New Year's Eve. And for me, it proved to be one of the most eye-opening evenings in quite some time. Michael and I had invited two of his daughters over with their significant others and our grandchildren. And if you've listened to me over time, you already know this story, but if you're new, I'll give you kind of a brief synopsis of what occurred in the past so that you kind of understand why New Year's Eve was so significant. Our grandson's parents, unfortunately, were forced into the whole opioid addiction because of some injuries that were sustained and that opioid usage turned into meth usage. (laughs) They became uh, addicted to meth and it got very, very bad. They were living in squalor. Like it was seriously, at one point, the house they were living in it literally was leaning like it could collapse. And, you know, Michael and I were just so distraught because our grandson was living in that. And so when all this was going on, we actually, you know, got some intel quite often of what was happening, including one time when Michael's daughter was passed out for hours and our grandson was found alone playing with an empty bottle of vodka on the floor. Needless to say, I was the one who called the police on several occasions 
I always found that interesting that I was the only one not tied to this little boy biologically, but I was the only one taking action. So, several months later to, well, I'm trying to think, it actually I think was about a year to a year and a half later. Jason's dad went to jail, and that's where he got clean. His mother never did go to treatment or anything, but claimed to be clean. And so I was apprehensive. I was tiptoeing into the idea of ever letting them come over to our home. I just could not go through again. I couldn't go through it again. I could not go through all of that again. There was no way. So I checked in with different family members of, of her family, and you know they said that they did seem better and they seemed clean their weight was up you know they were looking healthier all the stuff and he was working and so I said okay we'll have him over for dinner let's just see how it goes I'm willing to test the waters <laughs> so they came over we had dinner we played with our grandson and it was honestly a really good time we had a lot of fun it seemed like it was kind of like the old days like it was before they got mixed up in all of that That was a week or two before New Year's, this past New Year's Eve, just a few days ago. And so since it went so well, I said, you know, let's have them over. We'll have your daughters over, the significant others, and, and the grandchildren, and we'll just have some food and just sit around and, and talk and have fun. Now, the reason I'm telling this story is because it is so important right now that we realize you know, where we are in this journey, there are multiple dimensions right now, multiple timelines happening all at once. That's, you know, when they said the veil would be lifting, I think everyone thought the veil is going to lift and then it's going to be heaven on earth. Okay, the veil's lifting so you can see all the dimensions you're playing out, timelines, and you can choose the one that you want to continue. Because they're all happening simultaneously. They're all happening at the same time. And I know that might be difficult to wrap your head around. But what happened on New Year's Eve for me is going to blow you away. It, it truly did me. It really made me understand this whole split of old earth and new earth. So everyone came over. We had dinner. Everything's going great. And, you know, for several hours. And then around 1130, I noticed that Mike's oldest daughter, the one, you know, they were the ones that had the opioid and meth issues, addiction. She's starting to tell her boyfriend over and over, like, just shut up. And I mean, I didn't know what they were talking about because they were at the other end of the table. But it was, I, I didn't like it. And I was like, this is not heading anywhere good. And I also don't like to sit there and, and listen to someone speaking to someone that way. Of course, no one's saying anything. So I just decided I'm just going to go inside. I didn't say anything to anyone. I just got up and I went inside. We were outside, by, by the way, out in the man cave. The man cave, a.k.a. garage, you know, with the TV, the fridge, the, the wood-burning stove. And so I just went inside and didn't say anything to anyone. Went in, turned on like a little show I like to watch. Sat there with my dogs, and I stayed in there. Midnight hit, I still didn't go outside. I didn't care. I didn't even want to go out at that point. 12.30 rolls around. I'm hearing, hearing yelling so loud outside 
my, my door, outside the front door. So I go out, and sure enough, there they are, Eric's oldest daughter and her boyfriend, I'm not even sure what they are, actually, screaming as loud as possible. And I have neighbors, lots of neighbors, screaming as loud as they can. He's holding our grandson. The grandson is crying and sobbing uncontrollably, of course, because he's, and this is unfortunately a regular thing for him. So I run over and say, give me, give him to me. And I take him and I'm holding him, I'm hugging him, and I just go inside. And it's just like already tearing up my heartstrings because I'm realizing this lifestyle for him is just continuing, this poor kid. So I'm sitting inside and I'm just rocking him and he's calming down. Next thing you know, front door opens. Here comes a policeman into my house. Comes over, says, are you Julia? I said, yes. He says, what's going on? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I just heard a bunch of screaming and yelling and I went out and got the baby. And he goes, well, they, you know, they're out there. They all said that you called us. And I was like, I didn't call you guys. I didn't call the police. I didn't even know what was happening until I heard screaming. And by the way, the cops came you know, shortly after that. So I went outside and um, heard Michael saying something to his oldest daughter. Basically, they were making her boyfriend leave. On foot, by the way, because he didn't have a driver's license, so he couldn't even drive his car. Like, this is so crazy. I mean, this is, this is the uh, timeline I'm not, I'm not willing to continue. And this is going to, I hope this makes sense for any of you that are going through things that you know I have to separate from this or else. <laughs> so let me continue the story. So I get outside. There's six cop cars there. Okay, there are police everywhere. And I walk out. And I'm like, I did not call the police. And I said, yes, I called the police when y'all were on meth. I called them whenever I needed to. That point, I'm in my front yard. And I have this cop come up and stand right in front of my face within three inches, face to face, threatening to take me to jail. <laughs> I know this story is so crazy. So at this point, I'm not kidding. I, am in the, I decided I'm in the twilight zone. I don't even know what's happening because actually Michael now is with all of them on this, you are the one that called the police. And I'm looking at Michael and going, Michael, I didn't call the police. Of course I would tell you if I did. I've never not owned up to something that I did like that. I I'm glad they got called, actually. But I didn't call him. He didn't even believe me. None of them believed me. It was just like, I swear, guys, it was the craziest fucking thing. <laughs> I was like, is this all like, are they, are they all under possession here? Are they possessed? So that cop get out of my, you know, he's threatening to arrest me. And I said, what are you going to arrest me for? And then I, I look over at Michael and I'm pointing because he's saying, you know, they can just stay at our house tonight. And I was like, pointing, I was like, they are not staying at our house tonight. She is not staying in this home. She is not staying in this house. So that cop gets out of the way. Another one comes in front of me. This one has a big old mask and he's right in my face. And I said, get out of my face with your fucking mask. <laughs> I did. I did say that. This point, it was like Julia had to, like, you know, uh, defend herself against six cops and Michael's daughters and him and their significant others. And I'm just like, me against the world? Well, not really, because you know Archangel Michael was right there like, bam, I got the sword in front of you, girl. Let's go. So I said, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? He goes, I'm going to arrest you if you don't 
simmer down or something. I said, arrest me for what? I said, because I'm, say, I'm, I'm yelling over there and saying she's not staying in my house and I'm standing in my own yard. You're going to arrest me for saying that? I just, so then I just went inside. I went inside the house and sat down. And I'm just sitting, I'm actually crying at this point because I don't even know what's going on. I'm not scared. I'm just crying like so, I'm just in shock. In shock. So one of the policemen, the one that came in the initial, you know, the first coming in my house and saying what happened, he came back and he was the calmest, coolest cat. I'm not going to say he was the greatest person because what he said next shocked me even more. He walked in the house and he said, everything's under control. And he looked at me, he says, if we get a call again, someone will be going to jail. And he nodded his head at me. <laughs> I didn't even call in the first place. And now he's saying if, if they get called again, I'm taking his nod to mean that uh, they're trying to scare me into thinking it's going to be me for doing nothing <laughs> but trying to console a baby. Oh, my God. So. So I went to bed. I don't even know what time Michael came to bed. Didn't care. Doesn't matter. I am like, Lord Almighty, what has happened? The next morning I get up, his daughter's not there, so they must have gotten her actually to her mom's house. And by the way, this was the kicker. They made his father leave on foot. He has split custody with Michael's ex-wife. Michael's daughter has zero custody and isn't even supposed to be with that child without supervision, which they allow to happen all the time. And I'm telling the police that. I said, she doesn't even have custody, and you're giving the child to her. I mean, I don't think his dad should have had him either at that point, because he was so volatile. But you see how crazy, none of this made sense. I said, you're giving this baby to the person that, does it, that she lost custody, because she wouldn't go to parenting classes, and she wouldn't go do the drug testing. She's the judge has never changed the order. She is not to be with him alone. So I get up the next day. She's not there. Um, I'm just like, angels, I'm done with this, right? I'm not, I, uh-uh. Because what I realized, that timeline was coming back. You see, so we're repeat, we'll just go right back to the timelines, okay? We can oh, I'm flying high, I'm in 5D, I'm in New Earth, and then, and there's a couple things going on here. Well, probably one big thing. The dark, the dark beings, okay? They got to all of these people. They couldn't get to me, but they got to everyone around me that night and they had them all attack me. I posted this in my, uh, my healing group, and there's some very gifted channelers in there that, that I have mentored, and one of them said the exact, before I even said that's what I believed what was happening, she actually posted that. She said, they can't get to you, they're going to get to people around you. And I knew that to be the case. I knew it, because maybe the rest of them were acting like normal, for they kind of sometimes do act like that. Michael, that's what floored me the most, is that we've been together for 12 years, we were split up for a few months at one time, but 12 years, and he didn't have my back? Fuck that. You go live that timeline. I'm not doing it. I'm not going into that timeline. I'm done with that timeline. So, 
So anyway, I'm like, okay, he's not up yet in the morning. And I'm like, angels, I'm done with this. Where are we going next? Where are we going next? I've got these two dogs, Macy and Gracie. Where are we going? I'm taking them with me. And where is it we're going? Well, I thought of, boom, someone in my family. I thought of the name. They have multiple homes. Hmm. They're in California at their, their, one of their homes for the winter and their home in Connecticut. They just had redone. You know, they just bought it and had it redone. It's beautiful. It's on a private lake. I said, I'm calling. And so I called this family member and said, you know, do you, is your, is your house open? Is your house open in Connecticut? And if so, could I go there for a little bit or a few days? I said a few days. <laughs> just, I just had to just go clear my head and clear everything. So, um, yeah, uh, he made some calls just to make sure, check, or, you know, check with his wife, make sure it's open. And he says, yeah, and actually no one's going to be there. Sometimes they, you know, let friends come stay or people use it as a little vacation home or something. They're, they're extra homes. He said, yep, it's open. Um, you're free to go as soon as you want to. It's open, and um, we're not planning to be back till March or, you know, sometime in March. <laughs> I'm like, wow, angels, you really did uh, come through here because not only do I get to stay longer than a few days, I have, a, I have several weeks to just kind of be. And that's where I'm recording this, actually. I am at a beautiful home on a private lake, um, they also, I, sp I spoke with the family members today and they said that the first week in January is when uh, two swans usually show up. Right here out of this window where I'm looking, two swans will be showing up and they'll be nesting there. And so I'll get to have two swans to keep me company. I feel so clear. Macy and Gracie seem so peaceful. And I... I think I hadn't realized how heavy the energy had gotten at my home in Pennsylvania until I got away from it. And you know that's often the case? We don't realize where we are vibrationally until we've left that space. I thought I was flying high there. Holy shit, I've only been here two and a half days and I am like on cloud nine. Now, I told Michael... I'm not saying goodbye. This is not a breakup. We need to be apart for a while. I'm not going to make any rash decisions, but I am not going to tolerate what happened. I will not live like that. That is not acceptable. That will never happen again. You know, I stood my ground, and I'm just going to see what happens. But here's the thing. Right now, this energy is so important that we manifest what we want to create, that I'm not even willing to be in a home with someone who isn't quite yet at the level that I am. I am not here to carry him. I am here to stay in the lane of 5D and new earth, and I will do whatever it takes because that is my mission. That's why I'm here. That's what God and I planned. I will allow nothing to get in the way of that, and that includes staying with a man that I love. I will not stay anywhere or with anyone or doing anything 
that is going to lower my vibe whatsoever. Huh. So I wonder, was your uh, New Year's Eve more peaceful than mine? <laughs> I swear I was like, well, well played, universe. Let's just throw the whole fucking, you know, kitten caboodle at her so she will have to leave. She's no way she'll stay here then. And I do believe that I am in this house alone to be in this beautiful space of creation for the next several weeks. It's time to do whatever it is that you need to let go of whatever it is that is still keeping you in the timeline that you don't want to continue or repeat again. But you're the only one that will catch that, that will know that, that will see what's happening. I'm not willing to put any energy, focus, or waste any more time in anything that does not have to do with 5D, New Earth, the Rainbow Crew. I ain't got time for it. And yes, that's one of my favorite affirmations. <laughs> I'm sure Michael will do whatever healing he needs to do or not. It's up to him. I know that I am in a very beautiful space right now. I wasn't just a couple of days ago. I had to make some decisions. And yes, I had to shed some tears. But I shifted out of those tears so quickly this time. I'm in 5D, and I'm ready to soar. I want to invite you to a special event tomorrow evening. Tuesday, the 5th, 7 p.m. Eastern. I will be on the Collective Super Channel on YouTube. I will drop the link to that in the description of the podcast here. I'm going to be leading the group in a guided meditation, holding the line with the angels. I hope you can make it. It is going to be one for the books. We are shifting so much. We are doing beautiful things. And I am honored to create heaven on earth with you. God bless. I love you.